I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. It's time for the pop culture connoisseurs, a gal and a gay podcast with Kitty. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. And Mick. He's the gay of my dreams. And they have this book, this burn book, where they write mean things about all the girls in our grade. What does it say about Mick? You're not in it. Those bitches. Welcome to episode 182 of A Gal and a Gay. We are the pop culture connoisseurs. I'm Mick. And I'm Kitty. Thank you for joining us. And we are talking, we're doing a little quick wrap up of the Oscars. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're watching right now. And our main discussion is going to be on the Netflix show, original show, Sex Education, which Kitty finally listened to me. Yeah. Finally got around to watching it and obsessed and then with she, it. So. And then she finished it in like three hours, even <laughs> though it's a 12-hour show or 20-hour show, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, About yeah. right. That's how, that's how she rolls. <laughs> yep. You just jump right in. So I well, knew that once you... Especially when I love something a lot, like, yeah, I'm going to binge it. I, I know you're not a big binge person, but I definitely am, especially when I love uh, a series and it's very hard to, to, to stop watching it. So yeah, I'm going to consume it as fast as I can. <laughs> so I'm very selective on what series I tell her to watch because I don't want her to get too far ahead of me if I haven't <laughs> finished something. So I kind of wait, I hold back a little bit and then I'm like, Hey, have, have you ever thought about this? You're like, Oh, it's on my list. I'm like, well, you need to put it at the top of your list. And this yeah. was one of those shows. Yes, so we'll, absolutely. So we'll, 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 we'll sing its praises here in a minute. Um, yeah. And we, and we will nitpick a little bit too, yeah. because there's you, something. Yeah. You've got right. to, uh, not everything's perfect. So, uh, but just some things except to look for out Shits for, Creek. but, but well, that's true. Except for Shit's Creek. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so you watched the Oscars. Yes. And you watched it before you saw all of the. I, I saw most of the best picture winners, except for the. <laughs> <laughs> It won all the awards. <laughs> so I really can't give you too hard a time because I actually watched it just a couple of hours before the Oscars. That's true. You did. And you didn't even and watch I, the Oscars. <laughs> no, I didn't watch the Oscars as I was watching the movies that I should have been watching for yes. the Oscar um, Oscar broadcast. But it was funny because I remember texting you through it. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting it. And then I hit this, the one I think one of the main points in the movie where I was like, everything changed. Like yeah. everything changed. I'm like, this is fantastic. And we are, of course, talking about Parasite. Um, it won a slew of awards, all the major ones, best picture, best director, um, and best uh, screenplay too. Um, so it's just, it is a brilliant movie. And I'm I mean, I understand why it won because I think it is, I think out of all the, Best Picture nominees, it definitely deserved it, I think. Oh, absolutely. And we've talked about this before. I'm kind of a, a wuss where it comes to, when it comes to subtitles. Mm -hmm. um, and not just because I'm on three other devices when I'm watching TV, unless you're in a movie theater, which I love going to movies just mm -hmm. because you get lost in this world and you don't have to worry about what's you know what text you're getting email phone call things like that uh and i but subtitles still just kind of ugh. i just don't 
it's hard for me most times to really appreciate a movie because I'm focused more on the subtitles. Mm -hmm. But with this one, it, I really forgot about the subtitles. Yeah. The, I, it wasn't distracting me mm -hmm. um, after about five or 10 minutes. I, I think I agree. I mean, uh, I don't mind subtitles. I watch a lot of things with the subtitles because I watch a lot of British stuff that sometimes it's hard for me to understand accents. So I usually watch it um, with uh, Outlander, for example. I watch just because some of the Scottish uh, words and, and phrases are sometimes hard for my American ears. So anyway. Right. Oh, and Dairy Girls, too. Dairy That's Girls. another one That's you have one. to watch with subtitles, right. uh, captions. So I, I'm used to it. So, so going into Parasite, that didn't bother me that much, but I would agree that this one was much different and that it felt you don't even really notice them after a while. So, and I don't know, maybe that's because they are speaking a different language and you're reading, you know, I think that might have something to do with it. Maybe it's just how my brain works, but um, yeah. Anyway. Well, and I was kind of hesitant this, and this was one of the last Oscar uh, nominated best picture movies mm -hmm. that I decided to watch. And the reason why it was at the bottom was because some, and not because of subtitles, it was because somebody, and I know it was a critic, I, I'm pretty sure I know who the critic is, that we were just kind of chatting about movies, and he said, oh, that was a really good, he's like, it's kind of a horror movie. And right there, I was like, nope, I, I'm not a big fan of horror. Mm -hmm. um, and so that kind of kept me from Parasite uh, for a while. So like throughout the whole movie, I was expecting horror mm -hmm. and it never really came until sort of the end. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even think I, I would never classify it as a horror movie. No, Maybe I, a thriller, I, a dark comedy, I think is a good way to describe it for sure. Yeah. Dark comedy with a, you know, bits of thriller in it, I suppose, but there are yeah. it was really funny and, I, and the cast is great and the story was just really great and original and it just um it was just it was overall dev definitely deserved the best picture mm -hmm. it's really nice to see the academy get it right for once because <laughs> it right. gets a lot of flack um mm -hmm. for people that they nominate or people they don't nominate or movies that they choose to award and so it, i think again this is the they got it right this time so and it's fun. funny how you mentioned it's an original story and again like i you know i guess we have just been in, so inundated the last few years with superheroes mm -hmm. and sequels and things like that and this is original but the funny thing is they're because it won best picture and because people are talking about it now they're talking about turning it into a TV series. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, right. So there it went. So we right. had something original. And what happens when we get something original and it takes right. off is then they create something that it, there's, there's really no reason mm -hmm. except that they're trying to jump on a bandwagon. And that's right. kind of sad. Exactly. But I hope the director gets a lot more work out of this. I, I know he will, um, you know, and I hope that he gets to make more feature films that American audiences will see and enjoy, you know, and I think it's just, yeah. it's nice that they gave that honor to a foreign film. Um, and so, you know, so people can be exposed to other cultures and that sort of thing. It's just, it, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, and that's something that you just touched on is that people are finding this. And I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, 
a lot of the entertainment outlets are like, oh, the Oscar number, the ratings weren't that great. They're maybe not that great, but the real reason you have the Academy Awards is right. for people to the general public, right. not those who are film critics or actors or actresses or whatever, for them to find it. You want the general public to be like, oh, this might be something that right. interests me, something that might educate me, make me kind of think outside that little box mm -hmm. in the Midwest that I live in. Right, exactly. And I think it probably exposed a lot of people to South Korea and, and Koreans in general. And I think that's a really great thing, especially, you know, again, minorities don't always get the representation um, that they that they deserve. And so I think this is a major win for that, um, you know, especially for all the Korean Americans who might who felt like they'd never get representation. And so it's just nice. It's just so nice overall. Just, and watching them accept their award at the end of the night, and it was just... You could, the, the joy was just amazing. Mm -hmm. Just such a nice moment. Yeah. And just for the, that acknowledgement, the one thing that I wish that, I mean, this was the best picture right. and they didn't have any acting nominees. That's which true. Right. They, it sh why it didn't right. have any acting nominees is kind of mind-blowing and here's the thing so this is one of those movies that 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 doesn't have a, a big star attached to it right or, or someone that you know brings it up to that level so that people will actually pay attention to it right. i mean it is, it is amazing that it was the best picture when right. you don't have a big actor that's going out there and campaigning for this movie right. to be the best picture right. like that's that's it that says a lot about this film Right. I agree. Um, you know, and I think what I liked about Parasite too, I think it's a great ensemble cast, which is, I think, I mean, you, you see that in a lot of great, great movies and TV shows, but um, I feel like, I feel like they were all represented in that, in that whole best picture win, like that everybody, I don't know. It's like, especially when they, like I said, I go back to their speech, it just seemed like everybody involved was just so happy and they did really have everybody in that movie was really great. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I love the ending, how yeah. it kind of jumped ahead a little bit to show you mm -hmm. what could be and then mm -hmm. jump back. Right. Um, yeah. The storytelling was just. But yeah, it just, it goes, it goes in a direction you do not expect it to go. So um, I highly recommend it. Anybody, like, even if you're not a big fan of foreign films or subtitles scare you, get, give this one a shot because you won't be disappointed. It's very, mm -hmm. very good. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, okay, go ahead. Oscars overall, I think I think I mean a happy Brad Pitt won. I do think he deserved that. Although I really thought Adam Driver um, was really good in a Marriage Story. I wish he had won. Um, so vulnerable. He's so vulnerable, yeah. even when he is going off the rails, and that that takes a lot. But I mean, honestly, Joaquin deserved it. He was fantastic in Joker. I liked Joker way more than I expected. Um, I, I completely understand why Joaquin won it, um, but I do wish that um, Adam Driver and even Leo was great in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, and yeah. I'm, I, I enjoy Quentin Tarantino's film, but I'm glad that he didn't sweep this because I thought that he would sweep the whole thing just because he's Quentin Tarantino. And so I'm glad mm -hmm. that the Academy did the right thing and gave it to the most deserving, not just the, um, biggest name in the room, you know? So. Right. And usually that, 
that will do it. And, you know, a lot of times they, they talk about, oh, well, so-and-so didn't win this year. And then the next year, oh, right. that person won basically because they didn't win last year, or this right. year when they were exactly. portraying whatever, because, oh, well, now they just, des- they, you know, they deserve it. Like, yeah. Oh. And I, I, I told, I sent you that article, the Hollywood Reporter up until the Oscars, they interviewed several Academy members anonymously and just talked about, so they could talk about their voting process. And it is eye-opening. And like, I completely understand now. I, like there's, there's a couple that were just, just full of a lot of ignorant things. And it just, you know, like they're voting based on, oh, I like this person or I don't like this person or I didn't even watch that. So I'm not going to vote for it. You know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's very like, but you forget that this is full of industry people who may be jaded and biased and, you know, it's yeah. who have maybe been doing it for 50 years and just don't care anymore. Maybe shouldn't. That's why they need some new blood in the Academy. But well, and, and that's one of those reasons where I think it's still surprising that right. a movie like um, Parasite was able right. to rise to the top exactly. when you have all of those politics right. and everything exactly. uh, in there. Yeah. So, so. anyway, the uh, the ceremony itself was boring. Uh, nothing really stood out except for Eminem's weird performance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think they need they need to bring a host back because I think it's suffering. Last year wasn't so bad, but this year it felt odd. So. Yeah. Well, and a shout out, you would text me again, because I was watching Parasite at that time, um, about Janelle Monet. Janelle um, Monet was amazing. I think she's the only, I think she, for me, she was the best part of that whole ceremony, her opening number. She was so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the only one I really remember. She was so good. I love her. She was great. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to uh, to some Kansas yep. City peeps. Yep. Excellent. Okay, uh, so that was you know that was kind of a wrap up the Oscars. Hopefully, uh, you guys got a chance to watch a lot of the the films, or even if you didn't, you had a chance to to watch yeah. them after uh, the fact because you 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 learned more about one of the films, right. or you know you like Brad Pitt. Right. Yeah. The only one I didn't get to watch was Jojo Rabbit because it wasn't playing near me and it wasn't available to rent yet. So I do plan on watching that when it's available. I've heard a lot of people say that that was one of their favorite films yeah, of the year. Me too. For sure. Yeah. But, well, one of my favorite TV shows yeah. uh, of the year, uh, Netflix original Sex Education. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the podcast. And I I think we started watching it last, in its first, because it's just finished season two. Mm-hmm. And we watched it because Jillian Anderson was in it she's so good that's how i started yeah and and you know it's very interesting obviously sex education what does that mean and i would say probably by episode two we were pretty hooked Mm -hmm. on on it yeah um you know i read all these great things about it heard great things about it from you i just hadn't gotten around to watching it because there's a million tv shows to watch um so i'm finally glad i did (laughs) Um, but you're right. I think after the first, like, I, after the first episode, I was like, okay, I, this is great. So, and then I binged it. <laughs> a few days, I guess. I don't know then, how long it was, but. And then you couldn't stop. No. Um, you know, there's just, it's funny. Um, the cast is great. Um, 
Jillian Anderson again is just so great and she's she just she's so beautiful I just love her and I always just I think back to my obsession with the X-Files and how much I loved her then and just how much better she's gotten in my eyes <laughs> so she's just so good like she you know um so it's it's good to see her doing some comedy too so Right. Well, and she's the polar opposite of Scully in this. Because Scully was very, you know, kind of uptight. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, again, the opposite. She's playing Jean, who is a sex therapist. Mm -hmm. And she's dealing with a teenage son who then becomes sort of... Yeah, Otis. who's Kind of, uh, you know, embarrassed that his mom's a sex therapist. But, but then yet, he becomes a sex therapist himself uh, for his his classmates at school, um, and it's just uh, hilarity ensues. But I mean, the, I think what this show does so well is the representation and the and the sex education. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a show that really talks frankly about it, and in a matter of fact way, in a in a way that doesn't spread judgment. And you know, it's just I think this is a great show for teenagers honestly and i told that to my sister i was like you should watch that well maybe don't watch it with her because she might get embarrassed but there's a lot of things that they just they ex- they explain how things works and they and they talk about things like gay sex which most shows mm-hmm. don't talk about you know and they talk about bisexuality and pansexuality and asexuality which is i just it's just really it's really fascinating you know so yeah, it's a great representation, and right. the the characters. So obviously, the main character is uh, Otis, who is mm-hmm. Jillian Anderson's son, uh, who's played by Aja Butterfield, and he's he's great. He's um, great. And uh, Emma Mackey, who plays Maeve, mm-hmm. uh, she's kind of like his handler, sort of. They become friends, and and then there's a kind of you know love interest between the two of them but i would say those two are not the most interesting characters it's all it's everyone around them that's way more interesting eric his best friend eric is oh fantastic Mm -hmm. i don't remember the actor's name but he is adorable and he is just i think he is he makes every scene he's in i think he's just so good and his character you know struggles with his identity a little bit and I think they, they, they do that well too. And then um, her friend, Maeve's friend. Uh, oh my gosh. Yes. Amy. Amy. Yes. Um, again, I think they do a lot of great things with character development too. Amy's really great. You think she's someone, you think she's one way in the beginning, but she gets so much better. And it's just uh, in, and there's an ad, character named Adam too, who, who they develop very, very well over the two seasons. And it's just, Oh, the he's basically the bully he's of the school. He's the bully, but you really, yeah, you start and, bad form. And he's also the son of the principal, mm-hmm. and it is incredible the yes. the resemblance. The resemblance. The two, I mean, I, they, to, I googled to see if they were related, and they are not. I know I couldn't believe it. It is I, insane I how well the casting is for that, um, and how his thought like how they are almost mirror images of each other i know it's it's really great casting but yeah i generally i truly thought they were related but no and don't you have to wonder because the way they're playing up the his father the principal that maybe he has his 
has the same issues that his son does with his sexuality. Yeah, probably. He's just so angry all the time. We know that he's not been having any kind of mm-hmm. um, any kind of sexual relations with his wife. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it. Yeah, and think he we'll, makes right. Yeah, we'll probably. And and out. yeah. And his reaction when Adam did get on stage and declare and how he just lost it. I think, I think that they're setting us up for his character. I mean, it's great character development. Um, Yeah, I agree. But it is so well done and where they, I know they shoot it in Canada and uh, I think I can't remember where the other place is, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think some of it's the UK somewhere. Yeah. Um, and you know they talk. They tackle a lot. Of, they tackle abortion in a good way, and they talk, they talk about sexual assault in a good way too, and consent. And it's just like it's just it is. I think it's it's very well done. Like you can tell that they've thought about this. This is mm-hmm. you know, the kind of show that I think you know would be good for teenagers to see and anybody really. Um, so just with the yeah educational aspect of it all so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and yeah just the way they handle it and it's smart and it's not too in your face and it's uh it's you know it's again it's just kind of matter of factly and so i like that and there's some really funny moments really just i mean there are some you know there are some serious moments but there's more it's more light a little more light-hearted yes but not where it's making fun of anything necessarily that, you know, you would be offended by for the most right. part. Right. Um, but no, highly recommend uh, Sex Education. Highly. And it's coming back for season three. So, yeah. so excited. Um, you know, like, so we sing its praises, but there are some things in season two that didn't, they were a little, you know, irritating. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't, uh, we can talk about them. Um, just yeah. spoiler alert, if you haven't watched season two, we are going to talk about these things, but um, I didn't, I don't know why they're, I don't like the will they, won't they with Maven Otis. Just put them together. Don't. I'm tired of shows. Right. <laughs> it's right. been two seasons. Yep. Now, For a show that's so smart and does right. things right. differently. And then for them to kind of use these same tropes that have right. been used on series for decades going right. back to Dallas. Yes. Um, it's just like, yeah. you, there's no reason for you to, to do that. That makes no sense. And um, Jean being pregnant too. I think that's another trope that is just. Right. It's, it's more like a soap great. opera. It's not Conflict, like a smart. And it's been done to death. And it just, I'm just like, you're telling me that Jean, who's a sex therapist, wouldn't be smart enough to use protection mm-hmm. or birth control even though it can fail but anyway right. yeah maybe, I'm uh, sure we'll, maybe we'll get an explanation but uh but i just like i just hate when they're like oh what can we do to cause mm-hmm. cause problems oh pregnant <laughs> right or may for some reason didn't see that otis called and left her a message right. but hours later uh the guy that's after like would like to to uh, date Maeve, he deletes the message on her phone. How do you even get on the phone? Right. Most smartphones have some sort of locking mechanism that you can't just get to it. And you can't 
tell me she's been carrying her phone around for how long? You didn't you tell me you she didn't see she had a missed call and a voicemail from Otis. Right. In that whole time. And then mm-hmm. why did you leave your phone? You're going to the store. You're leaving your phone behind? What have that been happens, Maeve? Right. <laughs> and it's never been established that Maeve doesn't understand technology. She right. doesn't, you know, she doesn't worry about her phone being protected. Nothing is set up. So it's, right. it, it just, this is stuff that just comes out of left field. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. You didn't yeah. even set it up. So you want to go down that route? Okay. Well, a few episodes before there needed to be some kind of subplot with Maeve, you really need to lock your phone or, you know, you need to whatever, whatever, whatever. It just seems like it was just one of those things at the end. Like it's just convenience factor. These, and, 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 and these writers up until that last episode, I felt like they were kind of ahead of the game. They weren't lazy, but the Mm -hmm. last episode, there were some things that were so lazy and kind of out of character for many of these, these characters that were so, that have been so beautifully written and mm-hmm. I, I would agree disappointing that. yeah and i don't i know that he was supposed to be drunk but otis going off on both mave and and the other girl i felt that was a little uh, yeah. out of character right like but that can be explained away he's a teenager he's drunk whatever but again that was mm-hmm. just yeah so yeah there's some there's some nitpicks but overall Really great show. Highly recommend. You'll love it. It's funny. It's sweet. Heartwarming. The the one moment that I thought really... St- I mean, there were a lot of standout moments in the last couple episodes with Adam mm-hmm. jumping up on stage. I, 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 I kind of felt like that was sort of an out-of-character moment for him mm-hmm. because he's so reserved, but whatever. I can look past that yeah. uh, for the most part. But one of the real standout scenes I thought in the last few episodes was when all of the girls went out mm-hmm. and they kind of gang to not gang together, but you know, like they yeah. all came together. They all decided we need to support each other instead of trying to tear each other down. And they went out and busted yeah. some stuff. Yeah, up. that was really nice. That was a really great moment. I agree too. And I like all the girls on this on this series. So right, yeah, and I not, like. There wasn't a bad one in the bunch. Like you're like, oh, why is she in that? Like, and I mean, there were a couple that, uh, you know, in season one, we're like, uh, they're yeah. they're they're the mean girls. I get it. Yeah. And then these episodes go by, and you get to see behind the facade, mm-hmm. and that's where I think they, and I think that's why we're so disappointed in that last episode because they've yeah. done such a really good job of character development. And then for this just to spring up, right. Like, it doesn't make I sense. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's good. But. And also I liked Eric's boyfriend, you know, they made this too. big deal out of him and yeah. it's, and he seems like even the way he handled everything at the end, he seems like he has a really good head on his shoulders. Right. And I feel bad for him at the end. Cause he's like, Oh, my boyfriend likes Raheem. someone else and just like ignores me and he's outside crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, come on, poor guy. Right. <laughs> and you know, the way that they started him out in the season two, that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's the hot new guy. He's gonna be a douchebag. Uh-huh. And he and ended up not being. He's he, like oh, an amazing boyfriend. He's like really supportive, really nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. It's just Yes. Yeah. But you know. So now they better 
they better introduce someone else that uh, Raheem can date. I hope so. Yeah, I did like Raheem. He deserved better than than what happened. Although I do I do like Eric and Adam together. I do like that. I want to see how that develops. But um. but again, it, it's a little tricky in their situation because Adam was the bully. Yeah, exactly. who then becomes a love interest and right. yeah, it's well. Yeah. I mean, Otis tells him like he's bullied you for years, and you're telling me you like him. Like, come on. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. At least they address it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, but. we'll see. I am looking forward to season three. I'm sure that I that's probably come out next year sometime. So yeah, I think they said, I think they're just now working on, uh, on season three. So, um, so yeah, we can look for it uh, sometime Mm -hmm. in 2021. So, okay. So now let's move on to what we are watching right now. Kitty, what are you watching? Well, do you want to stick with some Netflix shows that we're watching right now? Cause I got a couple. Yeah. Cause it kind of seems like that's all I've been watching. It's well, always Netflix or who I, uh, not Hulu. Yeah, like all the ones I wrote down are all Netflix series. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked about, we, you and I were talking about Sabrina earlier, the chilling. Oh of yeah. Sabrina, you haven't finished season three yet, but I have, nope. um, but we've talked about it thus far and we both agree there's some major things that I did not care for. <laughs> Well, um, it's sort of like River, like you mentioned, like it's it Riverdale. Went, it went Riverdale, and it just, and you know, the first two seasons were really enjoyable. Um, it's campy, it's fun, and but this season, I feel like again, it went, it has a Riverdale problem where they're they're cramming so much story into you know eight episodes, and so it's just a lot to get behind, and it's just. And Sabrina is can be completely unlikable at times. <laughs> She's very oh, much like yeah. Archie in my eyes. She's very annoying, arrogant, um, bratty. But maybe that's because I'm 36 years old. And I'm not a teenager anymore. But and I know this is a teenage show. But come on. <laughs> but you know what? Those teenage shows are made for adults. Right. Exactly. And it's just there's just a lot of things. I, I you know we talked about. Um, they wasted the character of Lilith this season, I think. They wasted Michelle Gomez. Um, he, it, the cheerleading, I think, was unnecessary. The singing was unnecessary. There's just a lot of things that I didn't enjoy. And I feel like if they'd just stripped a few things out of this series, this season, it would have been better. Just pare it down. Just focus on one or two things. Right. Right. And more on the ants. Yes, I want more on the the ants and Ambrose. I want more of their backstory. Like I wish they would. I know it's a show about Sabrina, and it's based on a comic about Sabrina. But I need to know more about Hilda and Zelda, and her father. Like I want to know, and I want to know. And where's the Ambrose. cat? Where's the yeah. cat? We we saw. Yeah, we didn't see very much. We, we saw. I feel like we saw more of um, Salem this season than we did last season, but. Still not enough. No. It was such a big part of the original series. Obviously, this is different. I know. Don't compare. But yeah, come on. So I know they I have a budget for it. It gets a little more bonkers towards for the last two episodes. And I can't wait to talk to you about them. Um, mm. Life thoughts as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's turning into that cross between Riverdale and True Blood. 
And yes. we loved our true blood, but whoa, toward the end. Holy right. cow. Exactly. exactly. And um, again, I'm, you mentioned this. I haven't finished it yet. But the pagan witches, why did we have to throw them in? Just to, again, uh, that could have been another season. Um, there's, I mean, there's that going on. They're, they're trying to get their powers back. And then there's the whole trial in hell that she's trying to become queen of hell again like there's just too much there's just too much going on and then then there's like i said i wish i could talk to you but because there's a whole other element thrown in there that just is obviously going to be a point of next season but it's just, just it's just piled on piled on and it's just too much like and again yeah. and then, they, then they shoo in the shoe in you know the singing and the and the cheerleading and i just i'm just like Brina should not be going. She doesn't even go. She barely goes to human school. Why is she going? She just shows up when she wants to. It just makes me angry because it's so illogical. <laughs> that reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls, the movie. She doesn't even go here. Right. Where he's like hiding and they're getting ready to do the, the trust thing. She doesn't right. even go here. It's enjoyable. There's so many, you know, like they gave more time to Prudence, who I really enjoy. And, you know, seeing Prudence and Ambrose together, I really like that. So Hilda, I think, is my favorite. She's just so great. Um, so, you know, there's some good things, but yeah. I just want to smack Sabrina. I know. <laughs> well, it's kind of like how we felt about Suki Stackhouse, too. Yeah, that's true. Suki just, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, she does irritating things and yeah. you know just really and again i and i've told you this uh off podcast but i'm like i just feel like sabrina doesn't act like a teenager she acts like she's a middle-aged adult well like, again, she's bratty and i think that's the, well i've read some some thoughts on this that she's she's turning into her father lucifer she's turning because she's beginning more arrogant and more know-it-all and so she thinks she knows it because she's half morning star or whatever so mm -hmm. anyway, if you think about it that way okay sure maybe that's it but also i think she's just a brat who thinks she knows it all and i don't know if you know many teenagers but there's a lot of them like that so i think they're pretty strong with that. well that's true that's a good point <laughs> yeah but uh but anyway overall i'm still enjoying it i'm still gonna watch it so yeah yeah i'm still uh, gonna watch it but i only gave riverdale a season and a half too i know i gave so, up on riverdale pretty quickly because it got too crazy too fast and this is yeah. sort of going in that direction in that I hope yeah. they change it so we'll see we will okay so i'm still trying to finish no we did we finished killing eve Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I know. Get it. Put it on I the know. top of the list. You I'm, will be obsessed. You I'm will be obsessed. I'm on a rewatch of Outlander again, so. Oh, for <laughs> Christ. Thanks. Okay, fine. Uh, I can't get you away from Outlander, but. I will Eve watch means... it, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, but I did just finish Cheer. Oh, yeah. I I mean, a million things. I've heard great things about it. I haven't watched it yet. And. I was a college cheerleader who also uh, competed in Daytona, where they are headed. Oh. Uh, so it brought back a lot of memories. But overall, besides the cheerleading aspect, it's just it's it, it's told really well. Uh, and again, they the things that happen. This crew got so lucky 
it got so lucky yeah. and they were just at the right places at the right time. And I was texting with our friend, Sarah, um, cause she was a photographer, a videographer and stuff. And we, cause she watched it first. She's like, Oh my gosh. So I watched it. And then she's like, you just wait until this one episode. And I'm just like, Oh, so that's how it got picked up. I feel like this was one of those shows where, you know, you do documentary kind of style kind of thing and then you're going through it and then you're like, this mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. on camera. You can't make it up. You can't, you know, like, and then right. it's like, you got your hook. Now you're going to figure out who your main characters are. Uh, it It's very well done. You don't have to know anything about cheerleading. You will learn a lot about um, competitive cheerleading. Mm. It is a very, very difficult sport. Very oh, I imagine. It doesn't look easy. Um, no. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it didn't leave anything out. Like there, there were definitely times where it's very uncomfortable for anyone to watch, but it's, it's, it's so well done. So highly recommend it. It's only six episodes. They go by pretty quick. Um, but it's based in Texas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, (laughs) that does not surprise me though. Cheer is very big here. (laughs) See guys, I tell you, I just dropped these nuggets every once in a while and she's getting closer and closer. But I finished this one, so she can. She's not going to beat me to it. Um, yeah, Corsicana, Corsicana, and Navarro oh, yeah. is one of the the big. Um, you know, they are big time um, cheerleaders. So, um, yeah, so good. Highly recommend. Once once Kitty finishes it and watches it, we'll go. We'll go over it a little bit more. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's really what I just finished. Um, so much TV out there. It's I know. Just... Uh, I did also watch Lock and Key, which is a new Netflix series uh, that dropped last weekend. Uh, overall, yeah, it's. I like the premise. I just wish it was executed better. Um, I will probably watch the second season because I'm hoping it'll get better. It's about, it's based on a series of graphic novels written, co-written, I believe by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Um, oh, okay. So it's, it's about a family and they, there's some tragedy. So they move in and like these kids, their last name is um, Locke and they find out there's all these magical keys hidden in their house and they have to protect them. Um, Cause there's an evil person trying to get them. Um, <laughs> I was like, I sounds, love sounds the premise. The it, it's so like you know I love supernaturally stuff like this, but it's just you know they they focus a lot on the kids' teenager you know angst and drama, which I'm like oh god. But you know, and then there's just certain plot points that are infuriating, like in things that that still make sense for a character to do or not do, and you know it's just those things where you're just like, why yeah. this is so stupid? Why would the character do that? Um, and that's sort of, and there's just like these keys have magical powers and they do magical things. And like, they barely, they don't really show a lot of them. I'm like, that is, that is what makes this interesting is I want to see more hmm. of the magic, please. So it's just, again. yeah. And the acting is not great. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of new kids involved. I mean, it, overall it's fine, but there you can tell that there, a lot of these people are, are maybe just novices or just new to the, industry new to acting um so it shows in some parts um, okay. but 
it's lock and key. It's fine. I think kids will enjoy it. It's not. It's not scary. It's not graphic. It's PG thirteen basically. So, um, but yeah, I wish it was darker though. I think yeah. if they, if they'd gone really leaned into the dark stuff, it would have been much better. But I think because they cleaned it up to make it more family friendly, it suffered. <laughs> that it always suffers when they yeah, do that. Exactly. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so have you turned off the autoplay function? I have. I love it's it. amazing. It's so good. Oh. I'm so glad that they listened because oh my God, it was the worst part of, of browsing Netflix was just trying to do it quickly. drives so me nuts start playing right away so especially when you have an apple tv right and there's no mute function right on the stupid remote right. and you're trying to go through netflix and i'll tell you it's difficult to find something to watch on whatever streaming platform mm -hmm. i mean maybe not apple plus or disney but Netflix and Hulu, uh, Hulu, I can't even talk about Hulu, oh, how bad Hulu's. that interface is. It's, I agree. I hate Hulu. And you know what? That's one reason I don't even turn Hulu on unless I know for certain I right. can find the one show I want to watch. Right. I agree. But, yeah. But yeah, that auto put turning that off is oh, made. I know. Huge. If y'all don't know this, you know, I mean, if you have Netflix, you know, you, you, you stop on the title and then two seconds later they start playing the trailer for it. There is a way to change that, but you have to go onto your desktop. You have to go on a desktop computer and, and uh, log in and change it in your settings. You can't do it through the app. I tried, so that's yeah, annoying, but there is a, there's a little box you can click to turn off the autoplay. So just go and find it. And it makes such a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It really does. Because it would drive me insane. Me too. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, Sometimes I just want to browse through and see what y'all have. I don't want to see a trailer for everything that I stop on for two seconds. Mm -hmm. okay? Right. And it's also amazing how often they change the thumbnail images of yes. the shows. And sometimes it does it while you're scrolling. Yes. So one time you pass Big Mouth and it's one. The next time it's something else or whatever. It's, it's scary. Uh -huh. Scary. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, I think that kind of does it for this uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, we should mention The Good Place ended not too long ago. I thought it was a perfect ending to the show. If you haven't watched it, definitely. Yes, watch it. I think. A absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, do we just want to mention that? Because yeah, and and we'll do we'll do another podcast um, about The Good Place. But yeah, it's a yeah. it's a. It's a good reminder that if you haven't watched The Good Place, you need to go back. And I think all of that is up on Netflix now. So all four mm -hmm. seasons. So you can binge it. Yeah. yeah. Such a good series. Very and good. it went out when it wanted to go out. Right. Even though I think it could have lasted another two or three seasons. I think it could but, have. I agree. But, but yes. it all made sense. I mm -hmm. loved it. Me too. So. Okay. Well, that's it. Um, be sure to uh, follow us on the social media on Twitter and Facebook, a gal and a gay. Um, yeah. And let us know what you're watching and what we should be watching. Um, if you have any recommendations, always take them. I make a list in my phone of stuff to watch. So it's very long. <laughs> it's a, yeah, as I say, it's, a, I know it's a long list. Very so. long. 
So, <laughs> I need to admit, but it's still not going anywhere. So um, <laughs> please follow us and reach out to us. We also have a website, egalanagaypodcast.com. So you can reach us there too. So yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.